Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, leave a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the GM Saul Bookman. What's going on? Anything to discuss today? Oh, shit. Maybe a lot. Saul, how you doing, man? I'm dry, so that's good. I'm back from Mobile. I'm not, you know, drenched and uh, wet like it feels like even when I was indoors, I was wet. So it's nice to be back in the nice comforts of our studio. Very appropriate. We're glad to have you back. Uh, You know, I was putting together the rundown for the show yesterday, thinking up topics of discussion. Talk a little bit of Pro Bowl. Shameless plug out an article, gophnx.com, about CeeDee Lamb and Kyler Murray at the Pro Bowl together. And then something happened last night. I was perusing around Instagram looking for like Instagram live footage, Chandler Jones posts a lot. And then we headed it over to, to our quarterback or what we think is our quarterback, Kyler Murray's page. And it looked kind of bare bones. Uh, it did not look like anything that was present during the season. Uh, so long story short, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Kyler Murray has effectively scrubbed his Instagram of all Cardinal related paraphernalia. And to be fair, you know, prior photos, some of his bulldog, but 90% of his Instagram was football related. Mm-hmm. It has two photos left, Mr. Bookman. And uh, I think we've got, Shane, you've got the Instagram here. Here we go. So here's what we got going on. We've got two posts right now, one of which is Kyler Murray to Oklahoma. The other of which, Kyler Murray and his buddy CeeDee Lamb, who, by the way, connected for four targets yesterday, yeah, Kyler and CD hanging out. Um, nothing cool. of the Cardinals. Nothing of cool. the Cardinals. Uh, so put out, you know, he scrubbed it. What's going on? People are like, oh, guys, archive their posts <laughs> on social media. I'm like, okay, on Instagram. Sure. And then people are like, he doesn't follow the Cardinals. Well, that's kind of weird. Well, then I checked on Twitter. He doesn't follow the Cardinals on Twitter either. And to, to be clear, he might have never followed the Cardinals on either platform. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I have no way of knowing if who the hell looks at that. You know what I mean? Like you just assume that he follows the Cardinals, right? Cardinals by Forbes, estimation are worth almost three, $3 billion. He is the face of the organization, the most popular Arizona Cardinal right now. Larry Fitzgerald is gone. Assuming he's retired. 
the, the face of your franchise, the quarterback of your franchise, who has a presence on social media, 1.3 yeah. million followers on Instagram, has Twitch and all that stuff, doesn't follow the Cardinals at all on either platform. Listen, uh, okay, so like you go, <laughs> this is just like DeAndre Aiden. I swear it's just like DeAndre Aiden. It's like half the people think he's going to be awesome. The other half of people are like, no, we need to trade him for Cat. We need to trade him for all these other players. Like with Kyler Murray, there's half of the people who are like, it's got to mean something. And yeah. then there's another half that are like, it's got to mean nothing. Like this is yeah. a non-story. I tend to believe in this day and age of social media and players just kind of do it. Listen, if you think Kyler Murray is just the normal guy, then yes, this probably stands out to you because this is probably an abnormal move. But Kyler Murray is not ordinary. He's just a different dude completely. So in my estimation, is this a non-story? I would I would probably wager towards a non-story more than any, but if it is a story at all, it's not a good story. Correct. Um, so uh, I, I would say that. Nathan, since Johnny ducks me on Twitter, I swear, Nathan, I don't duck you. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Why you all are going to ignore the interview we just had with the Arizona Cardinals YouTube says we team together. Still going to dip, John, or be a man about it. I'm right here, my man. Let's hang out. Welcome to the show. I'm assuming this is your first time hanging out with us. Uh, number one, those interviews could be pre-recorded. We don't we don't know. Um, and he may be contractually obligated to, to give so many interviews to the team account. Listen, at no point did I say Kyler Murray is demanding a trade. Kyler Murray wants out of Arizona. We're, we're just – we're here to put – the, the puzzle pieces together. No, you made an op you made an observation of something that happened. Like, yeah, that's all it was. Like, and that's that's the thing that that kind of bothers me is that people are assuming that you're insinuating that Kyler wants out or he's oh. really pissed off. No, you just went to his page to go find some videos and oh, he only has two photos. Well, What's that? Why all doesn't about? he follow the team accounts? You know, I got people pushing back. Well, I don't follow the company I work for. Kyler Murray represents the Cardinals. You think Russell Wilson doesn't follow the Seahawks or Joe Burrow is playing for, you know, in the Super Bowl Sunday, doesn't follow the Bengals? That He follows Oklahoma football and the Oakland A's, but he doesn't follow the team that he plays for. He, what it, Jordan made a good point, though. He did also delete pictures of his family, his dog, and all this sure. other stuff. So, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, again, that's why we're that kind of alludes to the point that we're not insinuating anything. We're just saying, like, we made a, 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 a comment based on what we our observation was. He deleted his family. That doesn't mean he's looking for a new family either. No, like no. it's just, it's just. I, and I, maybe, hey, listen, we do this all the time. Like, so, like literally yesterday, I deleted like a couple photos off my Instagram because I felt like it just wasn't vibing with my grid anymore. So I wanted to change yeah. things up. Maybe he's going to refresh his look. We don't know. And honestly, does it really matter? No. Does it really? And I put matter? it out. I put it out last night. I'm like, if if this is something, big if, assuming Kyler Murray's unhappy, Cardinals need to do what they need to do to, to make him happy. This is a quarterback league. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have anything. You don't think Michael Bidwell, if something's going on, wants to make Kyler Murray happy. Chris Paul doesn't follow the Suns. I do think it's a little bit different because Chris Paul has played for a multitude of teams, and Kyler Murray is very active on social media. I, I think that is the difference. And, again, when you're the when you're the head of a franchise and you're the quarterback of a franchise, <laughs> there are responsibilities that just come with the territory. If you're going to have a social media account and be active on the social media, like you can disagree with me if you want, and plenty of people do, and that's fine. And I'm not running to conclusions. I'm presenting I'm presenting information, not as 
fact, I'm not stating that he's he wants out. I'm presenting the fact that he scrubbed <laughs> his Instagram page. He doesn't follow the team. And people Again. are upset about it. Again, like if it was a non-story, if it was a non-story and we should just move on by it, then every other media outlet, not only locally, but also across the country would have just ignored him like this asshole, right? right? But they didn't. They all picked up on it and they were like, oh, that's interesting. Rich yep. Eisen, Pro Football Talk, NBC. Yeah, like has an article about it. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is real whether or not people want it to believe it's real. Yeah. And all Kyler Murray has to do is put out a statement, and he might. He might do it while we're doing the show. Put out a statement like, I'm I'm just re-upping my social game, nothing to read into it. Love the Red Sea, love the bird game, can't wait to win a Super Bowl with the Cardinals for many, many years to come. Has he done that yet? Has his agent, Burkhart, uh, Eric Burkhart, done that yet? No, or Kevin Burkhart or whatever his name is? No. No, Giselle, I absolutely think he's going for a new aesthetic. <laughs> I don't. And it's funny because Burgay travels literally trying to troll us right now because I brought this as the same thing up. I said, uh, the, if any one of the employees here, like if you know, we're, we're we we consider ourselves a sports brand and we're trying to do with everything. Like if one of our employees just all of a sudden just completely deleted all of us off of their Instagram or their Twitter. I mean, I would probably ask a question like, hey, what's up, man? Are you, what, you what, what are you doing? What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if Steve Kahn's picking up the phone. Like, hi, you good? Like, everything good? Like, Why is know. he leaving the photos of his Heisman Trophy Oklahoma time? That's a question I have. Like, if you're scrubbing everything, like, like he won Rookie of the Year with the Cardinals, and I think he had a picture of him holding the Rookie of the Year trophy. Like, that's an accolade. Why is he keeping the Oklahoma picture up there? Why is he keeping this just a picture I mean, of him and CeeDee Lamb up there? Like what? Does he just like those more? Maybe he just likes them more. Maybe he's just an Oklahoma guy through and through, you know? Like that's where he got his start. Like that was the, the, the beginning of the rise of Kyler, you know what I mean? Like so. Here's I don't where you know. can disagree with me. I have always felt like Kyler Murray has been dating this franchise, not non-committal. Um, and that rubs people the wrong way. I've said that for three straight off seasons. It's the baseball talk in the offseason talking about, oh, I'm going to go play two sports. No, you're not. It's in your contract. You can't. The Cardinals don't want him doing that, but the Cardinals can't come out and say that publicly. It's built into his contract. It's all the talk of his, you know, one of his first SI covers is him with his Twitch group, right? Gaming. Yep. Then you see like Joe Burrow today. And again, I don't want to compare him to Joe Burrow, but they were back to back, you know, first overall picks. Burrow's like, get everything off social media and just put the work in. And I think there is a majority of Cardinal fans that would prefer that. So I, I just, there, there's too much stuff. And then it goes back to like all the leadership stuff that a lot of people have questioned on. I've defended him. If you're a listener, frequent listener of this podcast, first of all, thank you. But I've defended him on many occasions. But yeah. like the body language hasn't been good, right? And then it's like kind of like what they said today on Rich Eisen's show. It's like, what more would you like the organization to do? Hopkins is... You've got Rondell Moore. You've got weapons. You didn't play well at the end of the season, but a lot of your teammates didn't too. I just we have to we have to take all of this into account. You can't ignore it. Not everything is something, but something not something isn't everything, but everything yeah. isn't. I don't know what this is, it, but you know it, what it, I'm getting at. Jordan, actually, you know, Jordan, fan of the program, appreciate you always uh, chipping in with your thoughts. Um, he he brought up. Didn't we just go through this with him and Chandler? Because remember, Chandler called him out for not following him on social media as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not like we're breaking news or we're doing something out of the ordinary. Like even his own teammates are saying like, 
hey man why don't i get some love if i if i give you some love you know what i mean like it's it's okay it's not a big deal we don't listen this isn't us breaking some story no. that all of a sudden is going to crash the internet it's just something we noticed it's just something you noticed you're the one that broke it last night and i i didn't even see that it, you you had tweeted about it last night but I do want to say this, and Shane's got a graphic ready for me, because I think after all this, and even last week with the Christian Kirk stuff, Johnny, I just feel like we need a new name for you. So instead of Johnny Venerable, you are now Johnny Drama, baby. Johnny <laughs> Drama. <laughs> I fucking love it. Johnny wow. Drama in the house. First, you can claim your victory all, today because you had everybody talking. First of all, appreciate that. I would rather be Johnny Drama than Turtle. I can tell you that much for sure. Uh, and and to be fair, I don't know if I was the first person to, to spot this on social media. Like, you know how many other accounts there are that probably posted this yeah. or ran with this? I noticed it and posted it. So at no point have I, and I want to get this on the record, did I deem that I was the first to post this? I've seen, you know, my buddy Jess Root at Cardswire posted it this morning and it got ran by a bunch of outlets. Like, this is not a PHNX thing. Like, I'm a beat reporter for and a, and a, you know a personality for PHNX Cardinals, and when I see information that I think is interesting and warrants a response, I post it. Right, but I I I hope everybody understands the top of the show. We are not here to stir the the bucket here, and and we are impartial, but we're also fans of this team and want this team to succeed. And I think that's where the messaging is getting lost. All it's like we're openly rooting for Kyler to have dysfunction and want and want him to leave and trying to start shit where it's not yeah. warranted. Like yeah. all I can do is with the eye test, I see how other young quarterbacks act on and off the field. Kyler Murray doesn't act that way. So we have to take notice. He has, and I apologize if this offends people a little bit, Jay Cutler about him, nonchalant body language is kind of aloof all over the place. Teammates are hot and cold at him. Shit. Christian Kirk's mom, and we didn't even talk about this last week, and I discovered yeah, this over the weekend. Other that, people have yeah. been running with it. Was trashing Kyler Murray on Twitter. Basically, somebody had tweeted out that, you know, get Christian Kirk away from Kyler Murray, basically, so Christian can reach his potential. And then his mom's like, amen. So, like, yeah. this, this yeah. is something we have to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you're absolutely right. Listen, it's out there. Things people might not see everything. So, you know, it, listen, it's the off season. If you think this is going to be the last story that's probably irrelevant as all hell that we're going to talk about, you got yeah. you got a sore thing coming. Like, listen, we, we're going to this is a talk show. We're going to talk about some of these things. That's what's fun about this, though. It's like, OK, well, you know, I, I don't like drama in my personal life, but yeah. you know what? I like to talk about some of these things to find out where somebody's mentality is at in terms of, you know, social media or their relationship with their team or the fans or whatever the case may be. Not everybody's going to be perfect. And I think, you know, in this, in the Valley, specifically in the Valley, I've been here basically my entire life. Um, I think we, we have celebrated those players that just kept their nose down, just kind of, you know, did what the team asked them, you know, the, the matches, you know, the, the, you know, those guys that just, but the guys that went outside the box, right. Charles Barkley, for instance, um, they, people love the hell out of some Charles Barkley until he went kind of rogue and was like demanding a trade. Then everybody kind of turned against him a little bit. Now he's still beloved here, but yeah. like I I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a little, you know, a little, a little relish on your hot dog every now and then just to kind of spice things up. I'm okay. That Kyler's like, yeah, so what? I deleted everything 
fuck it. It's my it's my Instagram, not yours. I'll do whatever the hell I want. Cool. That's right. Fine with me. Uh, great comment in the chat here. First of all, thank you. Uh, but I, I feel like I owe, owe everybody a response, like, because I think people can read a lot into a tweet of only so many characters. And that's why we're very fortunate. I'm very fortunate to be able to co-host this podcast with my guy, Saul, so we can give some clarity to our comments because we are not out to, for clickbait. We're presenting inf information as they are, and then we're going to discuss it here. And I, I hope that you continue to join us. But there's a comment in the chat I want to get to. Kyler is an introvert. I remember the cards got a suite for the Suns playoff game, and Kyler went to the same games and sat courtside by himself. Again, just it is, I think what's difficult is how many historically introverts have we had at the quarterback position? Historically, I, in the, in the I, not many. It's a rah-rah position. It's a leadership in-your-face position yeah. that gravitize other teammates. Well, and that's, and, that, that's why, ahead. like, what Russell Wilson said about, well, I would be doing this, this, and this on the sideline. Like, there was a part of me that was like, I get it. I get what yeah. you're saying, Russell, and I probably agree with you. At, in the other hand, it's like, but you don't see everything that he does behind the scenes. Correct, like, correct. You know, it, it, like, it, listen, from us watching him from the outside, it is completely unfair to really know what makes him tick and what gets him either on his teammate's side or not. You know what I mean? Like the, even Christian Kirk's mom, you know, like Christian might sit there and like have a, have a moment with his mom. Like, you know, maybe I need to move on or whatever. Right. And, and her mom, like, you know, she's going to support her son, but mm -hmm. with Kyler in tow, maybe it's, you know, they're supporting each other. And he's like, no, I got you. I understand why you didn't do this or this read or whatever. Like, it could also be a schematic issue. Like, hmm. there's just so many variables to this, and I'm not trying to defend Kyler. I really am not, and I'm not trying to to come at Kyler. I just feel yeah. like we there's no way anybody knows what this dude is really all about until he opens his mouth. And unfortunately for him, he hasn't really said much of anything mm -hmm. since the debacle on Monday Night Football and no. the way the team ended the season. And then you add all the other things that people see in the optics of it. That's what makes this so much more of a story. If Kyler was on the prep, uh, precipice, 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 yeah, precipice of going to the Super Bowl. Let's just say they were about to play the Bengals this week, and he had done this on Instagram. Nobody would give a shit. No, nobody. No. Uh, I do want to highlight Alex in the chat. I think a couple super chats for a dollar. Thank you, Alex, friend of a program. We appreciate that support. My man, uh, Checkered Life, <laughs> because he was in the chat last week, uh, I'll bring him back. Cheerson's no longer the host there, and the place goes to hell. We love Cheerson. She's off doing her her new show, her new podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> She's going to be a, a part of this show. But, yes, things are going to hell in a handbasket, and I love and I love it. Um, let, me, let me make another point here, too. Kyler Murray has also been polar, polarizing on Twitter. And you brought up that point, Saul, about the debacle on Monday Night Football. He has gone on a little bit of a blocking spree since that game. He has blocked. And I, I know people can say what they want about Barstool. Multiple Barstool personalities like Big Cat, um, Pardon My Take, which is the number one sports podcast in the world, he's, he blocked them. And I think that that just shows, and people were running with the narrative, he's sensitive, he can't take criticism. I do think that Kyler Murray gets a lot of heat for his size still, and that yeah. bothers him, and that would bother me too. And I, I it might be part of just Kyler's over this social media thing because of how he's getting ridiculed. He got drilled yesterday, and I put out a tweet about it, for throwing a first quarter pick six in the Pro Bowl to Darius Leonard. 
I, I'm eight turnovers in the game. Like who? Yeah, gets and it? then he came back and almost probably should have been the MVP of the game. By the way, through three touchdowns, but you don't think Kyler is naive to all that? So I, I, I am a ninety-nine percent Kyler Murray supporter. Are there things I wish he did differently? Absolutely. Would I be devastated if he left this organization? Yes, because he makes the Cardinals viable to the point where they have not been viable like this since Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner. And he is the first franchise quarterback of his caliber that they have drafted and developed. So, of course, it would kill me internally to see him leave or want to leave. And we replicate not off the field concerns, but a Deshaun Watson-esque type of trade like I went out. I'm not playing for this organization. And I don't think that's what's happening at all. I think he's going to be the Cardinal quarterback long into the future. But it is strange for somebody who has this kind of presence online to not fall team accounts and to scrub his social. That's all right after, by the way, he was just with all these other players from other teams. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I really do. And listen, Kyler Murray is the future of this franchise, whether you like it or not. And yes. the and the Cardinals are are in the driver's seat when it comes to his contract. You yeah. know, at the very worst, they could always franchise tag him down the road. Um, I know Kyler is probably wanting a new contract at some point here relatively soon. Yeah. Like we're not oblivious to that. We should we should absolutely acknowledge that. Um, you know, and there's there's a little bit. Hey, listen, there's a little bit of gamesmanship when it comes to. Um, you know, how you go about contract negotiations and where do you plan to look at freaking Cliff earlier this year? As soon as, as soon as, as the Sooners got rid of the I'm coach, coach of the year, he was like, Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I'm rumored to be getting that job. <laughs> he didn't even hesitate, he even jumped all over that grenade. I was like, and Oh, did, bro, and then, he did, and then he didn't decline it, then he didn't deny it, which is kind yeah. of what Kyler Murray's doing right now. He's not, he's not saying anything. Yeah. Um, now I do think there is a part of Kyler that. The media, you know, he's hot and cold with the media. He's always been respectful when I've asked him questions at press conferences, but he can be a little bit short, not no pun intended, a little bit short with the media. I, I, I'm, I'm honest, no pun intended there. Um, when he just when he discusses, you know, post game pressures or things in the mm -hmm. offseason, I'm five six. All right, I, I'm not making any short jokes here, uh, but I also think that Kyler is a is a bigger brand than the Arizona Cardinals. You cannot dispute that. I believe that right now in today's NFL landscape, this story is news and the Cardinals are in the news because of Kyler Murray, right? If their quarterback was Kevin Cobb or Max Hall, it would not matter. Kyler Murray is the brand. And I think that that is, is tough for a lot of people to come to grips with because it's, you, you mentioned it, Saul, there's people on both ends of the spectrum, like staunch Kyler supporters. This is nothing to, this is horrific leadership. Get him off the team. I don't want him on the Cardinals. And the truth is, it's probably somewhere in the middle. He's probably internally frustrated with the collapse at the end, the criticism that he gets, fair or not, the fact that he wasn't drafted by a historically great organization. You don't think he's hearing the information being said about Joe Burrow right now, about he's the oh, future yeah. of the league, and he he elevated this team, and they were the least talented team in the playoffs, and they're in the Super Bowl now, and they beat the Chiefs. That should have been Kyler Murray. That Kyler Murray was the MVP through eight weeks. Kyler Murray came into this season, picked fourth to finish his, in his division and was leading it through 16 weeks or whatever. And it's Joe Burrow who won his division as an underdog. I think yeah. all this comes into play. No, I, I agree. It, somewhere down the middle is exactly what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. And 
And that's kind of been the microcosm of the Cardinals the last couple of years under his mm-hmm. under his stewardship, right? As a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, like he has he has had his ups and he has had his downs. And yeah. it, it I think what makes people a little bit nervous about Kyler is I think he's he's kind of a difficult one to figure out. They don't know what to believe. Is it the guy that has explosive athletic ability that can scramble and get you 15 to 20 yards at a drop of a hat any time he wants? Or is it the guy that, you know, maybe fell apart a little bit towards the end of the season and was a little bit inaccurate, didn't make the right reads and was throwing interceptions? Or is it the guy that, you know, came out against the Rams in week four and just was dropping dimes everywhere, including over the middle, um, you know, through three defenders to tight ends? Like, which Kyler is it? And do I want to invest all of my effort and energy into supporting this guy if he ends up not being like Phoenix fans are just scorned like they just are like absolutely true. And it, it, so it's it's a process. I feel it like I feel I've been a staunch Kyler Murray defender basically the entire time he's been here. But towards the end of the season and this is completely the difference between me and I feel like uh, some other people on on social is that. I'm just watching what I what I see on the field, on yep. the field between the lines. You've been I very impartial. Shit, what he's doing on the sideline, I don't care. I actually because everybody views things differently. When it's Tom Brady, it's okay to yell and scream at people. It's hey, you're charged yep. up, you're fired up, you want to do X, Y, and Z. If Kyler Murray does the same thing, he gets torched. He gets yep. torched. But then he gets torched if he just sits on the sideline and doesn't say anything. He can't, he like, can't, he can't win, win in a lot of situations. Yeah, yeah, he can't win. So, again, like we pointed out the obvious today because we didn't know how many of you saw it. Johnny picked up on it. He put it out there. Like, you're going to take that however you want, but we're not going to yeah. defend the fact that we just put something out there. We didn't make any inclinations. We didn't put, you know, we didn't say, oh, Kyler definitely wants out of this. Like, no, we didn't say anything like that. It's crazy. I want to keep the conversation going, but before I do, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just 5 bucks and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer. Bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead. DraftKings Sportsbooks offers a wide range of props throughout the big game. Take your shot at winning cash by predicting props like a non-quarterback will throw a pass, fourth down, conversion, total yardage, and much more. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use that promo code PHNX, and get that 56-1 to 1 odds on either team. DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, 21 or over Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEPS. New customer-only eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for more details. I plugged it earlier in the show, so I'm going to plug it again. Kyler Murray playing in the Pro Bowl yesterday had three touchdowns, completed a multitude of passes to former Oklahoma receiver C.D. Lamb. And you can check out my article on the fact that the Cardinals made a mistake in not drafting C.D. Lamb at gophnx.com. Become a member, $8.99 a month, $0.50 for the first month, or you can become a member for the full year. Get yourself a free T-shirt like this that surprisingly, not surprisingly, looks like Kyler Murray. Save a little coin on the front end. Go to phnx.com. Go phnx.com. Check out the PHNX merchandise locker. All that and more. Super excited. All right. More comments on Kyler Murray social media gate. Is, it, is that what we want to dub this? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Cardinals become. Yes. 
Here's something else that's infinitely, yeah. Cardinals become immediately less fun to watch without uh, Kyler. They become irrelevant nationally. Oh. Cardinals did not have a Sunday night football game last year. They started 7-0 and or whatever it was, 8-1. and That's with Kyler Murray. Imagine if they didn't have Kyler Murray. You become, oh. become a be, Jaguar. They, 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 they would be Jacksonville all over again, or the Dolphins, like or the Texans. Like They, they, they wouldn't be competitive. Listen, Kyler is a difference maker, but yeah. the problem is, is that you know, for whatever reason, this team has not fared well at the end of the seasons. So the last thing people remember is something negative almost every single year that we yeah. wrap this up. So, um, you know, hey, we we hope that it turns around. And, and obviously, for Kyler's sake, he hopes it. And listen, like somebody had posted earlier in the comments way, way early in the show about how people were getting on Kyler for not posting his workout videos. First of all, those workout videos are absolute frauds anyway. Like, they only pick the very best things of, of what their workout is. They're yeah. all sweaty. It's the middle of the summer. He just made a one-handed catch on the sideline. Like, like Mahomes loves loves Chill. the workout videos. He just had yeah. one posted. So, I mean, I, I think, again, if he's winning, none of this matters. And it's it's in part, this is fuel on the fire because the team finished so poorly. Everybody's at fault. It wasn't a performance of, well, the Cardinals lost to the Rams, but Kyler Murray was fantastic. He was part of the problem, did not play well. Had the horrific pick six, right? You know, the body language was on display or lack thereof. I mean, I, I think the defense was more culpable at the end of the season for the collapse, but it, it did not help that Kyler did not play well. And mm -hmm. so people, people want to run with that, right? And then you've got two NFC West teams in the NFC Championship game. You've got the team that you play that embarrassed you, the Rams in the Super Bowl, that are favored to win the Super Bowl. If you don't think Michael Bidwell and company knows how valuable Kyler Murray is to just stay afloat in the NFC West when you've got a GM making, let's be honest, subpar draft decisions, personnel question marks, a coach that is on the record now does not have a, a great end of the year putting it mildly, Kyler Murray is your life preserver in a lot of ways. Is he perfect? Of course not. But he's also only, you know, in his early 20s, he was not a four-year starter at the collegiate level. He bounced around and got that full season in Oklahoma that he won the Heisman. So, I mean, theoretically, this next season is only his fifth season as a starting quarterback, collegiate level or, or higher. Yeah. And so I think we we don't have that patience with him. Well, it's, it's also hard when you see other guys – um, in the league for two, three years that are making moves as well. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you know, winning a Super Bowl, uh, you know, Joe Burrow going to the Super Bowl, Josh mm -hmm. Allen and what he's doing right now with the Bills. Like it, a lot of it is a testament to to those guys and, and their younger quarterbacks as well. That's what and that's the class that Kyler's in. He's in yeah. the same class as those guys. Those are the guys he's going to have to beat down the road if he wants to win a Super Bowl. And so, you know, it, it, it's concerning. But I will also say this. And Jalen, you made a fantastic point uh, just a second ago. Jalen Better said, this did show me that some other fan bases would, would take Kyler in a heartbeat and love him like we should. And he's absolutely right because, listen, you don't want to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. And by that, I mean when they had Tony Romo yeah, and we had dog shit at the quarterback position, Putting like, it I would have traded for Tony Romo in a heartbeat and Dallas fans just did not appreciate him. I'm like, this guy gets you to the playoffs every single year. It's not his fault that the defense falls apart every single year or Des Bryant doesn't know how to get into the end zone and falls short by three yards. Like that's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like, and so with Kyler, it's, it's some of it is the same. 
Yeah. The playoff performances he will get better at. I promise you next year, if the Cardinals make the playoffs, Kyler will not play the same as he did last year. I go promise back, you that. Go back and look at Lamar Jackson's first playoff game. Not oh, good. Josh Allen's is. first playoff game. Not good. I mean, these Mahomes is an outlier. Can we stop comparing everybody to Mahomes? We're learning right now, if we didn't already when he was at LSU, Joe Burrow is an outlier, who, by the way, didn't throw a touchdown in his first playoff game, but his defense got four interceptions. So I think, again, Michael Bidwell is starved for sustained success. And the more cracks you get at a Super Bowl, the better chance you're going to win it. This is an organization that has had two flash-in-the-pan periods of success with aging quarterbacks and Carson Palmer and Kurt Warner. You think they want to revert back to that? Do you think they want to be teams that are starting, like the teams that are starting Ryan Fitzpatrick or Tua to begin the year, when deep down you know you have no chance, right? Go and make trades for guys like Gardner Minshew. That's what this organization used to do historically, bringing Whoa. on Kevin Cobb. Well, that's, what? you know, that's so funny because the Packers coaches um, came up <laughs> and people on social immediately like, maybe well, let's, he, talk, let's talk about that. Maybe Two he got caught he posted on Instagram. He's going to get traded to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm like, bro, are we really going I, down this road? Right no, now? we're not. Because here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers only made it one further round than Kyler Murray did. Aaron Rodgers is in his late 30s. He's looking to retire probably in the next couple of years, right? He's contemplating retirement every offseason. I don't think Michael Bidwell would, would even sniff at the idea of trading a young 20-something-year-old Kyler Murray for Aaron Rodgers. Now that's and I, I fully admit, of course, Aaron Rodgers generational top 10 quarterback. Kyler's not even close to that historically. But I mean, like, come on. There were there were people in the fan base for the Raiders wanting to ride off Derek Carr for so many years. And this year he had a bounce back season, took him to the playoffs. Like yep. I think it's a culmination again of ownership, poor drafting and developing the head coach, and then Kyler not playing well at the end of the season. Nobody deserves no zero blame. Everybody's got a piece of the pie in terms of the, the collapse that happened. Our, and, our, our friends over at the DMVR uh, sent me a, a mm. screenshot uh, or, a, or a Photoshop of uh, Kyler in a Broncos uh, jersey. And they're like, I we'll saw take it's him. gross. It's gross. <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, bro, we're not yeah. giving up Kyler. Nobody wants want to give Drew, up Kyler. I, if you want to give up Kyler, it's definitely for things that are outside of the field because for yes. the most part this season, he had a very, very good year. That's why he was in the Pro Bowl. Like You don't find Pro Bowl quarterbacks just randomly in the draft. And this year's draft is probably one of the worst drafts for a quarterback right. ever. So, so I was at the Senior Bowl. You saw it firsthand how bad these quarterbacks are. No, Malik, it's Malik Willis and then that's and everybody, everybody else. else. Don't believe the hype. Um, let me ask you this, Saul. NFL AZ Cardinals in the chat. Do we have a culture fan base problem? How do we change? You know, it, it's, 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 it's funny because it has shifted. It has shifted in my time here. I'm 42. I was a diehard since the Cardinals got here, but yeah. we had to battle all the NFC East fans for the longest period of time. Um, you know, all the Cowboys and giants and Redskins fan and the Cowboys, because most of the time locally, the Cowboys games were shown and that's why a large portion of the Phoenix fan base were Cardinals fans. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, it's, it's not only just a, a Cardinals thing, it's really a, a Valley wide thing where we just feel like there's this, there's this sense of desperation or PTSD, if you will, of, of being scorned in the past. And, um, I, and I'm here to say like, it's, it's, it does, it, it exists within the fan base, but it shouldn't. 
Like, yeah. I think once the fan base kind of turns it around and says, you know what, we're just going to support. Like, there's so many fan bases out there that just support their teams. And, yeah, they bitch and they gripe and whatever, but they support their team. And I feel like for, for, a, a, for a portion of Cardinal fans, it's, it's only good when it's good, and then it's so bad when it's bad. Yeah. And you won't help a franchise overcome a lot of the poverty that some of the other franchises experience if you don't get on board fully all the time. Listen, there's going to be signs when we're doing this PHNX Cardinals po- podcast and the Cardinals might be like 3-13. and 13. Okay, or 3-14. and 14. If they okay. trade Tyler, that will happen next year. But guess what? Like, we're still going to support this team. Like, that's what we do as fans. That's what we do at this network. Like, that's... Like, I've been a diehard since 88. Like, that's not fucking changing. And I've been through some awful years. Tim Rosenbaugh. (laughs) Like, it's been bad. But still here. I think some clarity is needed, too. We're also not going to be the team site. And I think that's what a lot of people are confused about on Twitter. The team site's great. They do fantastic work. They have great, super talented people work there. Respect all of them in their coverage. That is 100% pro-Cardinal narrative, right? And... The, the team side this morning is putting out, you know, rankings in the athletic of the Cardinals free agents, which is great. But they're not d- diving into this yet about Kyler Murray. Like we want to be objective when we have. Yeah. And we want to be the objective when we have these conversations with you to pose these kind of questions to get the conversation started. Because like you think the Houston Texans organization for the last calendar year has been really doing a deep dive in the Deshaun Watson situation. No, they wanted no part of that when that started. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When there's controversy, and I, I get it, this is this is faux controversy. And bef- before everybody corrects me in the chat, but like the Aaron Rodgers stuff, that's not on the Packer website. Those are different than what we're trying to craft here. We want this to be a space where you can come and we can talk about these kind of things and dissect it because they exist. As as ridiculous as this may be, it exists. It is something until it is nothing, and other affiliates have shown that to you today. Ryan says, if you're a true Cardinal fan, had to sit through John Skeleton and Ryan Lindley, then don't bitch about Kyler Murray. Here, here. Uh, those were true. Some, those were true. Brutal However, if you play like those dudes in the in the first round of the playoffs, then you do. Sorry. <laughs> but those guys, <laughs> I mean, Kyler basically could have been any one of those guys in the playoffs this year. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, Bobby says, it's definitely been annoying seeing the fans say he's horrible and to start over like he's the best, not the best we've ever drafted, 100%. It's fine to critique, but a lot of fans have been out of their minds. Absolutely. Saul and I will sit and watch a game from the studio when they're away, when we don't travel. And when he doesn't play well, we'll look at each other and we're like, what was he doing? And then when he plays great, we talk about how great he plays, right? That That's being objective to your team, but still being a fan. I, in my opinion, and you can disagree, that's that's a healthy way to watch a team play. I, cause I can tell you definitively, there are plenty of fans who do that at home with like Kyler Murray, what's going on here? What are you doing? Why would you make that throw in the playoffs from your own end zone? That was a stupid play. And you know what? His coaches are telling them that. And yeah. Michael Bidwell probably thinks that, but I mean, the, it's just the difference in, you know, how we convey it. We hope it comes from a place of respect. When we talk about it, it does not mean we're haters by any stretch of the imagination. But we want to be. We want to show that we're being honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Benjamin, if AJ Green kept his feet in bounds and didn't drop that pass, I honestly think it could have been a different game. Well, absolutely. I think he would have completed. I, I think he would have. They would have rounded. I was thinking. The one about I the, keep thinking about is the one 
um, when he rolled out right, threw it deep, and Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk and um, I think it was Rondell Moore were yeah. relatively in the same spot, and neither one of them really went for the ball because they saw each other. And I just kept thinking, man, if Christian Kirk would have found a way to come up with that ball, all of a sudden it's a it's a completely different game. Yeah, but, you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, then every fucking day would be Christmas. So who cares? Oh, man. All right. Keep the conversation going. But quickly, children five or older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. The COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. Safe, free and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for location nearest to you. And then also, Saul, I don't know if you've had a chance to partake one of our newest sponsors, I have their fantastic Athletic Greens. Have you had a, had a chance to partake? Every morning, every morning. How's it working my, out for you? My greeny juice. <laughs> it's uh, my it's, kids are like they're very uh, interested in the color of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it looks like you know you just took some grass uh, clippings and put them in your water, but um, yeah, it tastes great. Um, I feel energized in the morning. It's the first thing I drink in the morning. Um, and yeah, it starts my day off. I have noticed a pickup in energy. So that was good. Uh, cause usually I'm kind of dragging ass right about now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been great. My man's got a ton of energy as do I with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, all that good stuff, stuff to start your day. It's a no brainer that being athletic greens, it supports better sleep quality, recovery, it's got over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs less than $3 a day in investing in your health. Check out athleticgreens.com slash cardinals. Again, athleticgreens.cardinals. You can make it easy. They're going to give you one free year uh, of the supply, immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packets with your first purchase. Uh, again, that's athleticgreens.com slash cardinals to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily um nutritional insurance a lot of big words in that read for me that was a read huge, that was a it was read. Very, very big uh keep the conversation going here i believe kyle will do another big trade to save his job again be prepared y'all so let's let's transition to that so a lot of people are saying cardinals need to put this fire out they need to go and make a move they need to make an announcement maybe uniforms right what do you think the team could do to be able to put out this fire because you know ownership executives michael bidwell they don't love any of this going on right um, to me, honestly, it's something that I've heard basically for the last year, nonstop now. And it feels like it's just picking up more and more traction. The fan base is thirsty for some new uniforms. Yeah. It just, they need it. They need it. They crave it. They want it. Um, I think the players want it. I think mm -hmm. the players would like a, a refresh of sorts. I love the Cardinal like listen I, I love the cardinal brand like it's cool but man 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 we need some new uniforms just the yeah. the, the the patented white with the red it's just it ain't it ain't, it ain't doing it for anybody anymore you know yeah. and you know they they were onto something a little bit with the black i thought the black was pretty trendy it was pretty cool mm -hmm. i would like to see them use that a little bit more but i just think that this this fan base is craving something different than what they've had the last basically the the entire existence of the Cardinals franchise here in, in Arizona. I think that you do a couple different things. I think uniforms instantly kickstarts kick for agency. Hey, come out to the desert, rock our new uniforms. And I'm at the point, I don't really care what they look like. I just want new uniforms. 
Um, and I might feel differently in five years if they're horrendous again, but just give me something different, something unique, something new that people can rally around. I was at the point, I love the white helmet. I didn't want them to change that. I'm at the point, I don't care. Just do something different. That's number one. I think number two is I would make an extension with one of the popular team players that are supposedly, you know, on the fence about returning. What if they re-sign James Conner in the, in the coming weeks? What if they re-sign Chandler Jones? What if they re-sign somebody like Jalen Thompson? I think, again, putting out fires right now in different ways, it's not going to take all of this away. And I think there are a lot of people who still argue that Kyler Murray doesn't deserve an extension right now. But I, securing a talent in-house that, that fans love, I, I don't think that would be a bad way to go about because you can't sign other free agents till March. I, I mean, I love James Conner, but I don't know if that moves the needle either for the fan base. You don't think you so? Know? Okay. I don't. I, I'm not even so sure that Chandler Jones moves the needle for the fan base at this point. You know, like I will say that you know, and I know we might talk about this too, but Chandler Jones is going to go down as one of the greatest Cardinals of all time because of his yeah. performance while he was in the in the in the red and white. But um, I don't know how much left you get. You're going to get out of him. And um, I think the fan base is looking for for some some impact players. Um, so if you brought in like a Hassan Reddick, uh, bringing him yeah. back, knowing what he was able to do in Vance Joseph's system before he left mm -hmm. and went to Carolina, and then what he did at Carolina, so you knew it wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Like I think that might energize energize the fan base. A trade of some sort. Listen, last year, Kime, or two years ago, I'm sorry, Kime blew the roof off by being able to get. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and then last year again JJ Watt and free agency like like he made some moves and, mm -hmm. and and it moved the needle and they got the the fan base re-energized if there's nothing that that Steve Kime is good at he is good at this he is good at trying to make a move that will capture your attention and Correct. get you refocused back on the Cardinals now whether or not that means that they you know they don't go three and 13 that's a different story yeah. but um, he does, he, he keeps your attention, um, and, and he keeps you coming back. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the chat, a couple people saying, bring back Zach Ertz. I think that's a needle mover. Somebody that they traded for I guess, favorite, I guess, yeah. favorite target for Kyler Murray, uh, in-house candidate. Uh, so you could resign him now if you wanted to and make an extension deal. Uh, he's made it clear. He wants to stay in Arizona. His wife, uh, play has friends and family here finding mm -hmm. a steady number two receiver. Yes, I would say that's the second one to me. Uh, a steady number two, man. If you could just find somebody that's a legit wide receiver, it doesn't have to be a pro bowler, doesn't have yeah. to be a, a superstar, but somebody that can at least keep some balance on the other side of the field. You know what I mean? Like, listen, the Cardinals had an opportunity there. It was right there for the taking to go out and try and get an OBJ. Yeah, but they didn't, and the Rams did. And you see what that balance has done for the Rams now with Cooper Cup and OBJ, both of them going over 100 yards in the NFC Championship game. Like, yeah, that that makes a difference. So you, they just they definitely need a solid number two receiver and uh, not a slot receiver. Like, in an I'm alpha to, on the I'm, outside. I'm not trying mm -hmm. to knock on you know Rondell Moore or Christian Kirk, but those are relatively smaller guys. Mm -hmm. And I I do think there is something to be said with Kyler. Uh, a smaller quarterback trying to find smaller receivers behind some giant dudes. Yes. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I think with Zach Ertz, I think he was, he was so happy to have Zach Ertz because it was, it's easier to identify him across the field. It yeah. just is. So um, I, you know, having somebody that's, you know, a, a nice solid length height um, that, that can be out there on the field would be great. 
you know, AJ Green led the team in targets for most of the season and he and he didn't convert a lot of those, but Kyler was forcing the ball his way and he's six four. And and you know, DeAndre Hopkins is six one. I the think there's development of Antoine said. Wesley too. Yes, absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head. Remember, you can do preliminary trades right now. The Matthew Stafford trade got done right after the Super Bowl last year. It was basically a handshake deal that they culminated when for agency started. I mean, what's to stop you if the Packers are really going to blow this up to getting on the phone and saying, what do, what do you want for Devontae Adams? If that's really something that's on the table, what's to stop you from getting on the phone with the Atlanta Falcons and saying, Calvin Ridley, what's Give me the him. asking price? Give me we, 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 we just... Our quarterback is a little bit disgruntled. We we need some good mojo for the fan base. We need a number two outside receiver. I, I definitely think those conversations could be had and should be had because, listen, you're picking 23. I, I, there's some nice receivers in this class. Steve Kime has taken a boatload of receivers during his time as GM. He's only drafted one 1,000-yard receiver. In 2014, he took John Brown, right? That's it. The rest have been kind of a mixed bag. Hakeem Butler, Chad Williams, Kirk, who's been a nice player, not elite. They have used four consecutive second-round picks on receivers. And the only one wow. working out is the trade for Hopkins long-term. TBD on Rondell Moore. We, we, we like him, you know, hopefully second-year jump next year. But I, a lot of people are putting in Godwin in the chat, Michael Gallup. I don't want injured guys. I want guys who are ready to hit the ground running. That's, that's all due respect. If those guys come on one-year deals, that's different. But Godwin and um, – and uh, what's his name for Dallas? Michael Gallup yeah. tore their legs up at the end of the year. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want more injured older guys. You know, Calvin Ridley's under thirty. Devontae Adams is under thirty. Uh, Bobby puts in the chat. I'm putting. I'm doing two firsts for Devontae. Oh, absolutely. Why not? You're not hitting on your first rounds anyway. They're not playing. Isaiah well, Simmons and well, <laughs> Zayvon Collins aren't playing. I, I, I will say this. Uh, you know, dreaming is free. But uh, if you think for a second we're gonna have. Sixty million dollars in our cap taken up by two guys on uh, at the receiver position. Love it. Let's do it. Not another thing coming. Never going to happen. I do think that they're. I think if they trade Aaron Rodgers, that'd be in the Packers. Devontae's gone, and it. I mean, Denver's got the cap space. They've got the capital. I, I would put my money on on some kind of deal with both of them. I, I would also say this. Like, I feel like the negative spotlight that people are talking about. I definitely feel like that's just in in house with us. Like, I feel like this is it's like a feeling that everybody has because you're invested in it. But yeah. for free agents out there that that come to, to Arizona, that. like they're going to talk to some guys that played in Arizona. Sure. I'm I'm sure some of them will have some good things and bad things. If you think there's not a spot out there in the NFL that doesn't have good and bad shit going on with it, then you're you're highly mistaken. Second of all, like. Arizona is a destination, and most of these free agents that come to try and visit, they're coming right now when it's like yeah. 65, 70 degrees, and it's not freezing outside. Listen, yeah. your wife and kids, they can go play at the park on a nice summer day. It's beautiful. Like You don't think Zach Ertz loved to go from Philadelphia to Arizona? Jordan mean? Hicks told us on our show before the playoff game, he's like, man, I love Arizona. I love the weather here with yeah. all due respect to Philly. That's a real thing. Uh, these players all live in the greater Scottsdale area, Paradise Valley, beautiful homes. I, the Cardinals, Kyler Murray isn't scaring away anybody with this kind of thing no, or, or no. the or the stigma around this team, the collapse. I, I mean, listen, it's a destination city. It may not be a destination France. It doesn't have the trophies of a Pittsburgh or a Green Bay or even a Dallas, of course. They've got everything going but for I, them. But, but this new you don't era, think that matters? I think this new era of player... Um, and really this, the, you know, like the 
teens or whatever Gen Z or millennials mm. or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I don't think they really care about that. No. Really, it's it's really it's the 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 older group of guys that are like my age and up that really care or want to sniff their own farts about the past. Like nobody gives mm. a shit about the Steelers championships. Nobody cares outside no. the Steelers fans. Like nobody cares. Like they just they want to get paid. They want fair market value and they want to live in a nice city. And we have all of that. Well, you look at J.J. Watts, the courting of J.J. Watt last offseason, that tells you everything. Everybody was surprised nationally by that move. But, I mean, J.J. Watt was courted here not because of a winning culture, right? Kyler Murray was good last year, wasn't wasn't elite in 2020. J.J. Watt was courted here for two things, money and what Arizona brought in terms of the weather, the climate, what he thinks he can do with this team and the potential. I mean, you're not going into – I, I hate that I'm using Jacksonville, but it's not a Jacksonville, Detroit team. Players think they can come and elevate other players in an organization. And that's what Watts said when he came here. So I think they're not going to be hurting for guys wanting to come to Arizona because of this. Not at all. Not at all. Benjamin, being an Arizona Cardinal means no coverage in the national media. That is true. If Kyler was a New York Giant, he'd be one of the biggest names in the NFL. Well, yeah, it's the it's the. Medium Mecca capital of the United States. It's, I mean, except for days like today, you're that's welcome, right. America. But no one wants to talk about this. <laughs> Listen, we we're here not to stir the pot, just to provide information, and then you take it as, as you want. No one's asking you to to agree or disagree with us. Uh, Bernard, kind of feel like Max was better than Zach, certainly from a blocking standpoint. Feel for Max. Off to a fantastic start to the season. Yes, he was playing really well. He's got a little bit of an injury concern, though, because he's he's missed time each of the past two seasons. Uh, NFL AZ Cardinals, Josh Allen gets many breaks when he can't even beat a horrific secondary that the Chiefs have. I mean, he was pretty flawless, if you ask me, in that, in that yeah, divisional that round defense game. defense had a whole bunch of uh, gaps there. 13 seconds or less defense, man. I felt like I was watching the, the seven seconds or less Suns all of a sudden yeah. with the Chiefs going up the field so fast. All right, my man. I had other things I wanted to talk about today, but we can we can parlay that into tomorrow. First of all, uh, we appreciate the discussion and the transparency no, with 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 all with everybody here, and we hope you come back to do it again. Listen, like the whole point of this is that I, first of all, we're not ever going to let Johnny off the hook. Okay, number two, like this is a discussion, and yeah. I think we're all on the same page in terms of we want the the Cardinals to do as great as they possibly can. I don't Correct. think that that's ever changed. We're going to have debates about what we think is news versus not news. Fine, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but we're going to talk about it all because we don't have anything else to do. We might as well. This so let's is do not it. traditional media. If you want traditional media, there are local channels that can provide that. If you want the team side, that's the that's the great thing about what we do. There are so many different outlets for you. Hopefully, you feel like this is an outlet you can relate to and you can come and speak your mind. Producer Shane's doing a fantastic that's job. It. You can speak your mind. That's We've right. read just about everybody's comments, good and bad, anti-Johnny and pro-Johnny. Like, we don't care. Like, bring it. Like, and yes, we're going to discuss please. it all. As long as, as long as you come correct and you don't, like, you know, call us names or anything like that. Like, that's, hey, they we, save we, that for Twitter, the Twitter yeah, versions. Yeah. They say. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's completely warranted. And that's the beauty of this platform is that look at how many in, people are engaged in the chat right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful love thing. It. And we're here it's for you guys. We are. And we're going to be here for you guys every day throughout the offseason and during the season, 3 p.m. Mountain Time here on PHNX Cardinals. So do me a favor, show some class for us. Be sure, like and subscribe. Go PHNX on YouTube. Follow us, PHNX underscore Cardinals. Get us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. 
anywhere, again, where you get your podcast, Spotify, all of those other places. I don't know off the top of my head, you know, Apple, I don't know, all, all the podcast places. Go and find them. Leave us a review and 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 tell, tell us what kind of content you want to see because my man Saul and I, for better or worse, will be here every day. Just like PM. my shirt says, unity is the world's key and racial harmony. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. We will see you guys tomorrow here on PHNX Cardinals Podcast. See you then.